Welcome back to the Creative Flow Podcast. This is our second episode, uh, which we're filming or recording back-to-back with the first one, so we have two in the bank. Uh, my name is James, and I'm joined by Caesar. Say hey. Hello. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Your boy. Your boy. <laughs> uh, and today we're going to be talking about how... Uh, easy it can be to fall into not drawing when you when you just plan so much that you don't take action it's um i've heard it referred to in many different ways but it's like shiny object syndrome or something like where you you're seeing a bunch of new stuff that you want to do but you never take action um there's another there's another way that some people have said that and i'm gonna kick myself because i can't remember (laughs) <laughs> but it's like it's almost like it turns into a form of procrastination because you you're, you're just avoiding. you're building it up yeah yeah <laughs> you're hyping hyping yourself up and you don't do it at the end <laughs> right you can almost freak yourself out and get like scared so you're just like you don't do it out of fear um mm-hmm. and at the end I of mean, the day you need to draw so yeah i mean okay this is gonna back like you know early youtube Mm -hmm. Uh, do you know who mark curly is right by any chance no dude okay this is artist on youtube and he was probably one of the first artists that was uploading like he actually had a schedule like he uploaded every friday (laughs) (laughs) and he would upload um time lapses on monday or something mark Mark curly that was his name how do you spell last name uh c-r-i-l-e-y um but yeah like this dude he like on youtube Mm -hmm. i will watch so many of his videos like i was there i I felt like a loyal fan and i you know like i thought like just by watching his videos i'm like yeah i know how he did that three-point perspective in a fish lens view (laughs) i know how to do it and um no because i didn't put the hours (laughs) to do our practice um but yeah, I fell into this like rabbit hole of just watching his videos and, mm-hmm. like, you know, thinking like, I know it now because right. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, that is something that people fall into. I feel like where you, you watch something or watch artists do something so consistently, especially if they're highly skilled professionals. Um, and this is true for any skill, honestly, where the professional makes it look so easy that you feel like you can do it or that it's you underestimate how difficult it is to do it like you don't have their experience or their muscle memory but for whatever reason your brain is like i can do that too that's easy and you can but <laughs> you're gonna need a lot of practice in order to get to the same level uh of ability um I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that I've definitely watched videos and felt like I could do it too, and then I try it myself and um, I suck. So it does. Yeah. It is a but little it, discouraging. Yeah, and it's also like there's another thing that I remember I did a lot, especially in my early like serious years of learning how to draw. It was like, you know, I want to you know draw anime heads, and so you know I'd buy a bunch of these oh you know beginning art books for anime part one and (laughs) (laughs) or you know i do like those art books are so terrible too are you know definitely westernized type of thing and 
or, or you know go to youtube you know how to draw three-fourths view on a head i don't think there's you know, a single like i can't think of a single book that was actually good that was like how to draw a manga oh but it was God. drawn dude, okay. by like an actual manga artist who wasn't dude, bad dude do you know chris hart i think that's his name chris hart no yeah dude okay that guy is like i guess like i don't i'm not bashing on it but he definitely put a lot of those books like so if you like just type in chris hart and then like anime stuff you'll you'll find all of those kind of westernized <laughs> anime how to draw books oh, yeah. that it's like oh you know here's the information but you're not like oh, i don't bad. know how to, yeah <laughs> um but i mean definitely it's not all bad even, but yeah it's definitely not th like the anime that you know if you were growing up watching anime this is not the thing that you were trying to draw yeah yeah and um yeah i mean i bought a bunch of his books and i thought oh yeah you know i bought three of those books so that instantly makes me a pro <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh you know i just copy copy this the the faces but i'm not like I wouldn't analyze it or break it down. I'm literally mm. just, oh, you know, just draw the circle. Right, Cut just copy. <laughs> and, oh my god, dude, it's bad. Um, yeah, I remember doing that a lot, and you know, maybe some. I don't know if anyone did improve with like <laughs> these art books, but if you did, you know, kudos to you. But I couldn't. It never helped me out. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. They were always. I feel like they were always kind of popular and I always hated them. So I just never understood the the draw for those books. I mean, I sort of do because obviously people wanted to draw anime, but they never looked like the anime that I wanted to draw. So I was just like, yeah. I'll just copy from the show or whatever. <laughs> I'm like the manga that I'm reading. Like I don't need a, a, a drawing book. You know, right. especially when you have the artists themselves telling you in interviews and stuff that oh I studied off of you know the artists for Dragon Ball Akira Toriyama mm -hmm. um, you know I think Oda the One Piece artist of One Piece that he said he did that or he was an assistant for somebody Runa Kenshin artist oh, or something yeah. but like they all learned from their their previous artists they didn't uh, at least i'm assuming they didn't use a how to draw manga book like uh, they just copied stuff and learned for themselves uh, <laughs> plot twist yeah. drawing how to draw books actually help manga <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god i hope not they would be like don't don't disparage our our wonderful books <laughs> they, which they're all yeah. western books so it's not even <laughs> yeah that would be funny yeah. but you know you know it's cool though like in japan they have these cool catalog books of like references for like buildings mm -hmm. and it's just you oh know, there's yeah no yeah there's like no text on them it's just pictures and they're they have a lot those of those are for for people too yes those are really helpful which is funny how ironic the books that don't have the you know any instruction text yeah. yeah those are really helpful because like once you kind of like you know dabbled in breaking down stuff it was like the old school way of having a visual library you just literally had a library for for whatever you needed to draw like you needed to yeah. see what an office building looked like with a bunch of trees in front 
we got you. Here's it in multiple viewpoints and vantages. Yeah, no, it, it's um. Yeah, I wish we had those here. Um, I feel like we do, but they're probably just imports from Japan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that also goes to say that you can have as many art books as you want, but again, you still, <laughs> you still gotta draw. Like, you, you can be. I know there's sometimes where I've been like, you know, I can't learn clothes until I get this book about clothes. I'm just like, no, you can do it. Your brain is just telling you something else that's trying to make you stop and hold back and make you fearful yeah that that is true i mean i noticed like some people like they have pinterest you know obviously pinterest is a really good um resource mm -hmm. and they'll have like a big catalog like, of oh you know these are all the clothes i want to draw right and <laughs> it's just sitting there on their PC. You know, it's never. <laughs> they're not gonna open it. They're just gonna keep collecting. <laughs> more I think we're more. all guilty of that, probably. Yeah. I have uh, a huge I mean, me, folder me of reference, and I mean, you know, as long as we still become artists, it still has a purpose. Um, and I just like collecting art too. But um, no, I definitely yeah. have a bunch of stuff that's purely for study. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that folder just grows all the time. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> a lot your, of it's not used. It's your, uh, it's your comfort folder right there. Like. Right, right. <laughs> and I have pictures, too, that I've, I've drawn uh, many times just because they're such good pieces of reference. But, like, that's a different problem where I haven't moved beyond, like, l learned it so completely that I, I was able to move beyond it and delete that piece of reference. Mm. Um, so, oh, um, that's a totally a separate issue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So, what do you think is like probably the best like balance ratio? If there is a ratio for like an artist to like, obviously there is a planning process, mm. but when is it like? How do you know when to stop planning and just take action? You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's more about when, let's see, if you are making a plan and a schedule for yourself, that's great. It, you honestly should 100%. But if you start to plan so much that it holds you back from starting, then it's a problem. Like <laughs> You can make an excuse one day, right? But if two days go by and you're like, I'm still making the perfect plan, like, stop it. Like, go get yourself to start, even if it's, you know, like we said in the last episode, even if it's one minute, go sit down and draw something. Like, it's not, at the end of the day, you need to draw. No perfect plan. Well, no plan is perfect, but even if you were to construct some crazy perfect plan, you still have to draw. <laughs> so you might as well get started sooner rather than later. Um, mm. You know, there are very... I think some people are worried about trusting the process, like what if I learn things wrong kind of thing, or, uh, or I develop a style that I hate, um, and there are very super slim chances of that happening. Like there may be a possibility that you learn something wrong and you have to adjust. Like there are teachers that are bad and they teach really weird things. Um, I, I have had it one or two of them in my past and I'm 
I'm thankful that I'm smart enough to, <laughs> or at least um, <laughs> doubtful enough of everybody to just be like, I need to look this up for myself. So whenever I'm giving mm. something new, like you do have to trust it a little bit, but also look for a couple other resources and be like, is this information consistent? And then move on. Like you don't have to look forever so that you don't draw anymore, but just like check it out and then and then draw for yourself and then start to think for yourself too. Like, is this the best way to, to do this? Um, am I, am I succeeding or, or is it holding me back from being able to do what I want to do? Yeah, I guess like, I think I've heard this too with like, um, comic book artists, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, anyone who wants to do like a little webtoon comic like oh yeah i got this perfect idea or even like youtube videos to some extent They're like yeah i'm planning the perfect youtube video bro i'm still <laughs> working on it and you know it's like a whole year later and it's like bro you, you got that youtube video out yet and he's like no nah, no nah, 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 i still got it i'm still scripting it you know i'm almost done before you <laughs> and you know it just never comes out and then when it finally does it flops because it's like dude you took so long to you know, just bring it out oh yeah yeah they they, there's that uh i don't know if it's a real story or not at this point but there's that story that they tell you about um the people who make pots have you heard this story Uh -uh. um (laughs) the a teacher tells a group of students in the class they have to make a perfect pot that's their assignment for the semester and then he tells Mm -hmm. the other half of students you have to make as many pots as possible. Uh, and they ask, like, at the end of the semester, who do you think, or what do you think happens kind of at the end of the semester? And at the end, the people who tried to make the perfect pot uh, are doing exactly what you just said. They're, like, planning, trying to make everything, like, perfect. They only end up making, like, that one pot. They don't try making multiple to, like, see how they get better at stuff. Um, so their perfect pot is <laughs> far from perfect. It's really not that great. But the people who oh. have made lots of them um, have really beautiful pots because they've figured out how to speed up the process, how to you know, do things they would have other- otherwise never figured out because they've had to make so many. So they optimize the process. They figured out how to make them nice, how to... You know how to really mold the clay the way that they wanted um and so that iteration helped them more than the planning itself oh that's really good analogy like, <laughs> i'm like mind blown because you haven't um, heard that before no i haven't oh, maybe okay. it's just me maybe it's me bro <laughs> uh, but yeah like that's definitely something i see with um Especially in TikTok, right? When all there's a lot of like kids that use this app, obviously, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know, I want to do videos," and I see you do like ten videos <laughs> a week. How do you do it? And it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be honest. More than half of them, they suck. Like, like I just, just do it. Just just pump it out. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know, not in a healthy way. Obviously, you know, do what you can. Don't yeah. force you. Don't force yourself to do." 20 a day and they're like right. oh, that just it. leads now to burnout burn yeah yep um yeah no i no i mean you have to definitely be careful because there are some 
and I encourage you know the enthusiasm but they're usually the most vocal people like especially on like Twitter or something um, are the low performers and it's the the Dunning-Kruger effect they it's where people think they're smarter and more capable than they really are and everyone can fall victim to this it's not just you know people who have low IQ or you know smart people can fall victim to this too it's um, it's when you start to think that you you know have you overestimate your knowledge or your skill um, and you can't even recognize that you you know the competence level of others or um, you, you start to think that you are you know better than these other people who probably have been at it for a lot longer than you um, wait so is it like sorry, uh, I guess ahead. I'm a little confused alright so is it like pro artists sort of no not the pro artists more of like the intermediate the beginner level artists yeah it's more you see um yeah. you see their idols or even their peers right and they're like i could do that better, right right yeah. is, is that kind of the idea yeah there's a there was a survey although there's a lot of sexism in this too but there's a survey they said one in eight men believe they could take uh on serena williams in tennis i'm dead like <laughs> Like, I'm so dead. What the heck? Man? Yeah, and it obviously there's some sexism there too, but it also is it's the Dunning Kruger effect as well, right? They think that they're more capable than they really are because Serena Williams makes that shit look easy. Yeah, easy, easy, because she's a pro. Dude, yeah, they would get like get wrecked, like right. They wouldn't take a single no. point off of her. It would be ridiculous. No, I swear there was this video on. There was like this. Um, little mini trend on tiktok it's probably a year ago now there was this basketball player i don't know the name off the top of my head but he was like i think he was like a bench warmer or he wasn't like good right considered mm -hmm. good like you know like you know lebron james or anything like that and so when see when people on the internet see him play they're like dude i can take him i can beat him <laughs> and that guy that those videos got so much traction bro that 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 NBA player, he would show up and, yeah. like, you know, play b-ball with, with these. <laughs> like, he would come to those callouts, and he would he would wreck everyone, bro. Like, he'd play it's, a game of twenty one. He would always win. Yeah, that's he, the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's so funny because he's like, yeah, you guys might think, like, you know, you're closer to LeBron James, right? But I'm closer than you. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of the day, even though, yeah, yeah, it's that, that whole scene. Yeah, <laughs> you see it a lot on like, it's unfortunate because a lot of the, there, it's always like, well, not always. I shouldn't say that. A lot of the times, it's low performers, right? They, they can't recognize that they are, have a lower skill, ceiling at the moment, and uh, they don't recognize that you know the other person is really good. They're just making it look easy. Um, so they become sort of a hothead and they're very loud they claim that they pretty much claim to know everything they can't be wrong um a hot tip if someone seems like they have an answer for everything they're probably wrong <laughs> and they're probably <laughs> it's the dunning-kruger effect if someone claims to not know everything and that they're always learning that's probably a good reason to think that that person is more intelligent like there's so 
especially with art there's so much to art so much to learn and understand and so much variety like you can't know everything your way is not the only way like it's there's there's just so much to it you you can't claim to know everything <laughs> yes you can bro no okay. <laughs> yeah. and the same for us like i would never uh claim to know everything on on my channel or anything i'm always willing to learn and know more i, I love learning new stuff and you know giving the important bits to you and helping helping people learn uh, yeah. new information yeah like when i was posting like little mini videos on how to draw like the torso or something and mm -hmm. people would be like how do you do it and i'm like well it's a complicated answer <laughs> i could give you the long one or the short <laughs> one and it's like the short one i use this method the long one is yeah no i like, i liked your these videos things. People resonated with those, especially the one you did on YouTube, like just quick ones about the like shorts that you did about like drawing. Oh, yeah. Um, had like forty thousand views because people really resonate with that stuff. They're like, oh, how do I, how do I do that? And uh, <laughs> you did another vi your longer video about like gestures, did really well. Like, people really want to know that stuff. It seems simple, um, you know, but if people hopefully can humble themselves for a minute and be like you know i don't really understand how this works or i wonder how he does this different from me like is yeah. there another way that i could do this um and you know that can be difficult sometimes i think humbling yourself to be like i don't know everything and maybe i should try this this way just to see if there's something new i can learn that's exciting mm. to me honestly yeah no i i hear you it's like resetting your uh, skills on like <laughs> um like dark souls or something yeah. <laughs> no that's 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 sort of true i kind of like that analogy um do you do you feel like that there's a lot to learn in in art like just with, for with what you want to learn like figure drawing and Oh man, it's so funny, like, the figure has been drawn so many times, bro, like, there's so many books, like we mentioned, but you know, like, I don't know why me just trying to figure it myself out on this giant puzzle piece, it's like so fascinating, like, I, mm -hmm. I, there's so much to learn, like, and you know, you can simplify it. The, and that's learning on itself too like simplifying things that right. makes sense to you um but yeah i think i mean anyone who draws the figure that they interpret it their own way so like how I, I was saying earlier like you do yeah i could draw it this way it might not make sense to you at all <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i think that's what's cool about it it's like you know you draw the figure and nobody else is gonna draw it that way except you and yeah I don't know. there's always going to be like little unique things that you do you can definitely for the most part copy someone else's style you definitely have to be highly skilled if you want to get away with it looking like completely like the other artists uh, but to be able to create unique new art consistently in that artist's style uh is very difficult so uh, yeah you definitely can tell 
it's not always 100%. You'll always be able to see. It's just like instinctual mark making that people have, right? That you're not gonna be able to copy certain things like that. That is pretty much our episode. Um, <laughs> we did go off topic a little bit, but I think it all, <laughs> it does relate back to, you know, when you, you're planning too much and don't take action, just remember you need to draw at the end of the day. So um, even if yeah, it's for, no, for so one minute. Yeah, another cool little key tip, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is the creative flow. Oh my God, I'm gonna screw that up a lot. The creative flow yeah. podcast, um, another episode done. Thank you for tuning in. Have a happy and healthy creative process. Any any last words of wisdom, Caesar? Uh, just get good. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just show up for yourself and you know make micro improvements. That's about it. I love it. Nice. Okay, everybody, right. have a good day. Bye. All right. Bye.